This is the 10,000 Depositions Later podcast, episode 39. I'm Jim Garrity. Today's topic, need 75, 100, or 150 interrogatories? Federal Rule 30B-6 or its state analog to the rescue. So here's a quick tip if you're in a case where you're doing battle against a company or other entity and you need more than the allotted 25 or 30 or whatever it is interrogatories under your applicable discovery rules. Use Rule 30B-6 or its state equivalent and craft a topic list with the additional questions that you would have otherwise submitted in the form of interrogatories. Courts routinely approve topic lists of up to 50 or 100 topics, most of which are and should be specific enough to have been interrogatories. And if you think about it in that context, Rule 30b-6 topics are really nothing more than a long additional set of interrogatories. So 30b-6 has a great role here because just like interrogatories to an entity, answers to questions in a 30b-6 deposition are answers of the organization. So while you can take depositions of individual witnesses currently or formerly employed by the entity, they don't speak for the organization. They just speak for themselves. And that's why 30b-6 is the depositional equivalent of interrogatories and are a great functional way to tack on more interrogatories. So when you run out of them, don't struggle trying to get the corporation to speak on critical issues through witnesses that will claim they don't know or remember anything. Turn to 30b-6. Now you've probably heard courts say that interrogatories are a poor substitute for deposition questions. That comment usually comes in the context of a discovery dispute by a witness who doesn't want to be deposed and is arguing that the court should instead require the topics to be addressed by interrogatories. But you very rarely, if ever, hear any court say that depositions are a poor substitute for interrogatories. So that's the lesson for today. It's all about looking at the rules relating to depositions and reimagining how they might be used in creative ways to turbocharge the pursuit of your claims or defenses, not only by looking at depositions as a freestanding discovery tool, but by looking at how they might function as add-ons or supplements to other forms of discovery that suffer from rule-based limitations. You know, you could instead ask a judge to allow you more interrogatories when you've used up your allotted number, but then you're going to get into a battle about whether you wisely used the first 25 or 30 or whatever the limit is. And that's usually what happens, isn't it, when you go to a court and ask for more depositions. The first question out of the gate from the court is, how wisely did you use the first 10 or whatever the number was? If the answer is not terribly wisely, perhaps because they were used as a shot in the dark or based on incomplete or inaccurate responses to interrogatories or Rule 26 disclosures, then you're not likely to get more. So using 30B6 or designated representative depositions as a supplement to interrogatories is a great tool. Craft as part of your topic list the additional questions that you would have otherwise included in interrogatories. And the benefit of using Rule 30b-6 is that there's no set limit on the number of topics. My own experience is that if you're anywhere in the range of 0 to 100 topics, you're on safe ground in terms of objections about the quantity. But you can go far beyond that. I cited cases in the most recent edition of the book where I think in a dispute between two companies there were something like two or 300 topics that a court said, given the facts of the case, were completely appropriate. Remember, too, that the recipient of a 30B6 topic list must produce a witness or witnesses, however many that may be, to answer your topics. So we're not bound by any sort of notion that you can only propose a specific number of topics that one person can answer. And just as interrogatory answers to an entity are the answers of the organization, 
so are the answers to your questions in a 30B6 deposition. Now, what to say when the organization that you've served your notice on complains about the number of topics? Well, remember that under most interpretations of Rule 30B6, you're only allowed one such deposition per entity. Most courts have said that a corporation is like any other individual litigant and that you don't get dep uh, two depositions, at least in federal court, under Rule 30A2A2 without court permission. So while you can also take depositions of corporate officers or employees, you only generally get one deposition of the entity itself, so to speak, under Rule 30B6. The fact that you're limited to a single deposition of the entity is your argument in favor of allowing more topics, not less. And another argument in favor of allowing more topics, not less, is that the case law itself encourages great precision in the way that you draft and describe your topics. Of course, the more precise you are, though, the greater the number of topics you're probably going to need. So you could probably get by in any 30B6 deposition with five or 10 topics, but your description of each topic in that kind of limited framework is going to be so broad that you're going to get objections just because of the vagueness. So keep that in mind. If your topic list is lengthy, and I'm thinking 75, 100, 150, the winning explanations are that you're trying to be as precise as possible and because you only get one shot at the entity. So that's the tip for today. Use 30B6 depositions freely when you need more highly specific fact-gathering interrogatories than the rules allow. So think of Rule 30B6 not just as Rule 30B6, but as a kind of Rule 33 and a half. All right, thanks for listening. And as always, be sure to check out the book on which this podcast is based, 10,000 Depositions Later, The Premier Litigation Guide for Superior Deposition Practice. Now in its third edition at 450 pages and available just about everywhere you get your books.